following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. You know, we don't generally think of awakening as a process of accepting what is. But our guest today has been working in Great Britain to awaken a generation of spiritual inquirers to the experience of abiding presence and peace in our ever-shifting world through that very process. Jeff Foster answers questions like, how can we find an effortless yes to this moment? How do we stop running from the mess of life, our predicaments, our frustrations, even our search for liberation, and start flowing with it all? With his book, The Deepest Acceptance, Jeff invites us to discover the ocean of who we are. An awareness that has already allowed every wave of emotion and experience to arrive. We all know that these things are beyond words, and yet on our show today we will talk. And what we will talk about is how to stop trying to make acceptance and nowness happen and start falling in love with what, according to Jeff, has already been allowed. So welcome, Jeff, to the Authentic Living Show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great, it's great to be here. Well, this book is a beautiful read. First of all, I want to say it's called The Deepest Acceptance, Radical Awakening to Ordin- in Ordinary Life. And uh, ordinary life, uh, I, I don't know whether it's the same over there in Great Britain, but here in America, ordinary life is one of those things we eschew. We don't want to think about having an ordinary life. We want to have a famous life and a rich life and a really exceptionally good life. Uh, so ordinary life seems rather dull and boring to us. So let's start there and talk to us a little bit about what do you you mean by ordinary life? Well, first of all, I think Great Britain is is quite similar in a way to uh, <laughs> America. Um, you know, I, I talk about awakening not not as some future um, attainment or goal, or you know, it's uh, not something to strive for in the future. I, I talk about awakening as something that is is actually already with us. You know, I mean, that's really the the core message of of my book is that. On the most profound level, you know what we're seeking actually is is already with us. Um, it's already here, and, and you know we, we've often thought about awakening or enlightenment as you know it's we get the image of some man or woman sitting on a mountaintop somewhere with you know in, in a permanent state of bliss, and um, they never have any problems, and they never feel any fear, and they never feel any sadness, and they never feel any pain. And I think that's I think that's a really um, outdated old image of enlightenment you know um, I think what people are really interested in these days is is how to you know bring that um, ancient um, you know the, those ancient truths into what I call everyday life or ordinary life you know what you know on, on one level 
you know, we are already what we seek. But then how, how do we live that? How do we remember that, you know, in, in the midst of daily struggles? You know, like um, paying the bills and, you know, looking after the kids and, and, and uh, you know, in the midst of relationships and, 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 you know, when we're experiencing physical pain. You know, when, when the moment, um, you know, when, when the present moment, you know, when things are going well for us, Sometimes I say this, when things are going well for us, it's easy to be enlightened. You know? Yeah. It's when things become a little more difficult and, and life, and things don't go according to plan. You know, for example, you know, we're, we're lying in bed in extreme pain. Then, um, you know, is it possible, and this is really my, the invitation of my book and, and, and what I share with people around the world, is it's, it's an invitation. You know, is it possible to find deep acceptance? Not in the future, not one day, but actually in, in this moment you know, where we actually are and to begin to remember actually the, the um, preciousness and the, and the sacredness of, of life itself, of, of this moment, no, no matter what's happening. You know, even if, what's, even if the moment is, is difficult, you know, that, that's, that's really what I talk about and that's really what my book's about and what I share with people. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, I really, I mean, ordinary life it's it's coming to see actually that what we call ordinary life you know is it, really quite extraordinary yes um you know go, uh, taking a walk in the park or even going to the supermarket or, or even you know it, it could stretch even to you know lying in bed in in pain you know that the mind might say this is just ordinary experience this is my life is so ordinary you know and, and we want the extraordinary um really my invitation is to, to begin to discover the the extraordinary actually in in the ordinary in the seemingly ordinary things of life right you know? yeah I like what you said there that that the ordinary is actually quite extraordinary I think that's really very very valid and and I, and and one of the reasons I was so intrigued with your work was the fact that um, you're not telling us to sort of do away with what we already know and try to create something new. Although I'm certain we will do that in a moment too, but we, we, uh, you're, you're basically saying to experience life as if it is an ocean that is already all that it can be. Can you talk a little bit more about that? It's a really beautiful analogy. To talk a little bit more about that analogy for life as an ocean. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I use, I use this metaphor quite a lot of the, the ocean and the waves. I think it's a, it's a beautiful metaphor. I think it, it really helps to kind of simplify, um, some of these concepts, these ideas that can seem so abstract, and I think it makes it quite accessible. Um, you know, this is really about remembering who you truly are. You know, um, and you, if if you go into the street and you ask some random, if you ask a random person who are you, they'll probably reply with you know a story about who they are. And they'll tell you about their past, what what's happened to them, their successes, their achievements, their failures, maybe, and they might tell you about their plans for the future. So they'll tell you a story about the past and their future. So my question is, you know, who, and this is the question that, has been, I mean, many, many teachers, philosophers, poets have been asking this question for, you know, for the whole of human history. Who, who are you beyond your story, actually? You know, who are you beyond your ideas about yourself, your concepts about yourself? Who are you without going into the past and future? You know, who are you in this moment? So this is what I mean when I talk about the ocean, the ocean of who you really are. Um, you know, my, this is this is really what my book's about. It's it's remembering 
it's remembering who you really are and it's not it's not trying to um reach who you really are in the future it's 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 about remembering who you really are now and and who you've always been actually you know throughout your life so many things have changed you know your your physical appearance has changed so much and your thoughts have come and gone thousands millions of thoughts have come and gone and you know all kinds of bodily sensations have come and gone and all kinds of feelings you know you've experienced so many different kinds of feelings throughout your life so but there's something here that actually hasn't changed um, and really that's that's it sounds very strange and it, and it kind of goes against everything that we're taught you know in, in especially in the west that actually maybe um, what we really long for lies in something that has never changed you know maybe life isn't about um you know it's maybe it's not all about going out there and becoming a success and becoming this and becoming that and achieving that i mean that has its place of course that all has its place but maybe what we long for on on the deepest level um is actually something that has always been with us you know it's it's like a treasure that's always been with us and un, it's unchanging and always present and it hasn't aged you know we we've aged everyone has this sense you know you know whether you're 5 years old 20 years old 50 years old 90 years old you know sometimes i speak to people who are in their 80s 90s and they and they say it's it's very strange i i i feel the same as i did when i was 15 you know I, i there's something in me that hasn't changed and this is really what i'm pointing to this is this is what i um mean when i talk about the the ocean like the ocean of consciousness the ocean of awareness the ocean of life i mean we we all have different words for it you know i think it's important not to get too caught up on the words um so that that's um that's what i mean by the ocean the the ocean of you the ocean of who you really are right. the ocean of the unchanging ever present ocean of you i mean some people call it awareness some people call it presence so then the waves are the thoughts the sensations the feelings the sights the sounds the smells those are always changing and moving but the ocean itself no matter what the waves are doing is unchanging it's ever present it can't be damaged it can't be destroyed you know and, and that's i think that's where our salvation really lies you know as human beings it's it's not in going out there and becoming the best and the the fastest and the the most successful of course and again that has its place there's nothing wrong with that ultimately but i think i'm i'm saying that if we're talking about what we truly long for it's um it's to remember who we really are yeah and, and you know what's the, the the authentic um well as you call it you know the authentic self mm-hmm. uh, not not the mind the mind made story of myself um but you know the the authentic ever present unchanging self which which actually is true for every human being so on, on that level you could you could say that we we're, we're all um we're, we're all the same consciousness you know and that and that's where we can begin to discover discover a real connection with each other and a real love and compassion for each other realizing that on the on the very deepest level we're all made of the same stuff you know even if we forget that very yeah <laughs> and we lot. Yeah, we very often forget it because as in uh, using your analogy, your metaphor again is we often forget it because we're on the surface of the ocean, you know, wrestling with the waves instead of being in the depths of the ocean where we actually exist. So, you spend some time in your book talking about the waves and how to 
what you even call wave management, which I love. Um, uh, the, the idea is that these things come up. So you mentioned a little while ago, um, someone lying in bed in, in pain and, and I'm sure that Every one of our listeners can, if not identify with that, imagine that, what that must be like to lie in the bed with pain or have had some time in their lives when they experienced pain for a long time and, and didn't quite know what to do about that. Then, uh, so, so you talk about that. What, what, what do we do about that? Well, I think it's really helpful um, to distinguish between um, pain and, and suffering. I think there's a, there's a lovely saying, pain is inevitable. Uh, suffering is optional. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I really, I really agree with that. You know, I, um, in reality, we're only ever facing a moment of pain or a moment of sadness, a moment of fear. You know, that that's really all we're ever actually facing in life is is this moment, this moment, and it's so so easy to forget that. It's so easy to forget that and and to go off into uh, the past and the future, and, and the mind starts spinning stories about, you know, about f- tomorrow's pain. So in in reality, we're only ever facing this moment of pain, this moment of sadness, this moment of fear, this moment of discomfort. You know, that that's all we're ever actually in our direct experience we ever find is this moment. Um, but thought is ingenious. It's very clever. It's very creative. It's infinitely creative, actually, and it can it's it, quick as a flash. It moves away from this moment of sadness or this moment of pain, and it starts going into some story, some dream, some projection of you know, tomorrow's pain, and then it starts thinking about next week's pain, and then it starts thinking about next year's pain, and then it starts thinking about a lifetime of pain. You know, and now, I mean, this this is what I call the 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 epic story. It's like the the epic drama, the epic Hollywood story it, it thought moves so quickly away from this actual moment and it moves into this epic story of my my lifetime battle with pain and it, and it thinks about yesterday's pain and so it lives with, we live with a memory of you know memory of pain as well so uh, life starts just feeling you know much in a way much the problem starts feeling much 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 bigger than it really is um, so what i often what i often do with people you know when they when they are experiencing physical pain or emotional pain, um, you know, experiencing a grief over the loss of a loved one, you know, what I invite them to do is just to begin to find a way, just, just to be with that. And this is a very simple way of saying it, you know, just, just to find a way to actually be with that wave mm-hmm. instead of running away from the wave, which is what we normally do, which is what we're taught. You know, we're, we're taught from a very early age, we're, we're basically taught you know, there's certain waves we shouldn't have, certain thoughts we shouldn't think, certain feelings we shouldn't feel. So by, by the time we're, you know, six, seven years old, we already have a long, 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 long list of bad waves, which waves shouldn't be there. And so that, so our lives become, you know, it becomes a constant struggle to manage these waves and, and to try and only, you know, I only want to feel the good waves and I want to push away the bad waves. So really what I'm suggesting in the book is actually, who you truly are is is vast, you know. Who who you truly are is is big enough and spacious enough and unlimited, to you know, who you are is vast enough to hold every wave. Every wave ha- has a place in you, not just um, not just the, the 
you know, a wave of joy, but a wave of sadness is also allowed in you. Not just a wave of bliss, you know, but a wave of, um, you know, a wave of fear also has its place. I mean, these waves naturally come and go. That's, that's their nature. Um, but the mind, you know, the mind's a tricky thing. It, it's, it's, um, as I was saying, all we're ever really facing is, is this moment, a wave in this moment. And the mind is so busy trying to escape this wave or thinking about t- tomorrow's wave or yesterday's wave. And, and really, I think life's invitation is just, look, stay, stay with this now. This, this is life. And, and as I say in the book, you know, on a deeper level, this wave is already allowed in you. It's already been accepted. It's, it's already allowed in the ocean. Yeah. And I think that that's what we forget so so quickly because maybe we're not even taught this in the first place. You know that, <laughs> that actually whatever is arising in you, whatever thought, sensation, feeling, even if it's sadness or, or fear, in this moment, you know that that wave, in a sense, it's already allowed to be here because it is here. You know, it, it, yeah. what you are is already holding it. You're already holding it. That's that's how fast you are. Yeah. You're, you're, you're as vast as an ocean. You're as vast as life itself. And I think we, we, we so easily, quickly forget this and we start, we limit ourselves so much. In a way, I think that's what we're taught growing up. In a way, we're taught, we're taught to limit ourselves. You know? Yeah. And so much suffering comes from that. Yeah. So, so basically what you're saying is the authentic self is my terminology for it. Um, that ocean that we are encompasses a multitude of emotions simultaneously. And that is something we definitely are not taught, at least not in America. We're not taught that, that, you know, you can have more than one feeling at the same time. But if you, if you can sit with those feelings, like you've mentioned, just sort of be with it, then you'll begin to notice that other things begin to arise as well. Like, for instance, um, when we lose someone significant to ourselves, um, say it's somebody who's elderly and been sick for a long time. I'm using this just as an example, but we, you know, we, we grieve that loss and yet simultaneous to that, we may also feel some relief that they're finally no longer yeah. suffering. And that's just one of many examples of how we can begin to, to just be with what is instead of trying to create something new or you've talked about running from the feelings and, and definitely we're going to talk about more about that right after the break, but running from what, what is instead of accepting what is. And, and I want to talk with you a little bit after the break about what we can, might expect to find <clears throat> when we're not running, when we've stopped and paused and what that presence really means. So we'll talk some more about that right after the break. And we'll be back. In just a few minutes with more from Jeff Foster about his beautiful book, The Deepest Acceptance, Radical Awakening in Ordinary Life. Stay tuned for more. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Many of us make choices in our lives based on how others react. But what should really matter is making our life choices based on what we intuitively feel. By tuning in to The Mystic and the Mystery with Inspired Intuition hosts Beth Porozhik and Christine McIver, you'll receive the tools and inspiration you need to do just that. Your fears do not have to drive you, and you are naturally intuitive. 
creative, and whole. By believing in yourself, you can live the life you've been longing for. Listen for The Mystic and the Mystery every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Did you know that people are healed by the power of Christ in this day and age? The Christ is here and now, a very present help in trouble. Whether it be sin, disease, relationship, or other problems, these issues are healed through the application of God's law, as understood in Christian science. As it says in Matthew 19.26, with God, all things are possible. Listen for Walk. Join host Patty Compton Christopher every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Learn how understanding God and Scripture can improve your life. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free. 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. You may wonder what the terms holistic theology mean. Well, theology is the study of the divine, and holistic theology is a holistic study of the divine that includes all religions and even transcends religion to get to the mystical core of them all. The American Institute of Holistic Theology offers doctorate, master's, and ministerial bachelor's degrees, chaplaincy programs with internship, NBCC-approved continuing education, and a brand-new Ph.D. program in holistic theology. AIHT's programs include degrees in the following, Holistic Theology, offering as terminal degrees both a THD and a PhD, Holistic Ministries, Holistic Health and Spiritual Care, Metaphysical Spirituality and Alternate Spiritual Traditions, which includes in-depth studies in the paranormal. Using a home study model for distance learning in the student of AIHT gets a thorough education in the field that fulfills and offers a chance to authenticate a unique gift for the world. This is not just another spiritual diploma mill. AIHT is a real educational program where you will get a real learning experience in a broad spectrum of educational endeavors, utilizing as your text writing teachers, spiritual experts from all over the world. Want to know more? Go to www.aiht.edu or contact Admissions Director Beverly Love at 800-650-4325 or 
you might want to just consider a willingness to invest a 250 down payment and pay $150 a month toward manifesting your dream. Are you willing to think about that? Your dream is AHT's mission. Pick up the phone right now and call 800-650-4325 to learn how you can make your dreams for a career in which you utilize your own unique spiritual gift to start coming true. And today we're talking on the Authentic Living Show to Jeff Foster, the author of a beautiful book called The Deepest Acceptance, Radical Awakening in Ordinary Life. And what we said during the first segment of the show was that he is using the metaphor of the ocean to talk about the depth and breadth and magnitude of who we actually are as authentic beings or what I might also call the divine self um, to, to actually be. Uh, to make that analogy that when something happens in our moments, that's the wave. And it's what we are, are already allowing because we are the ocean. So uh, I want to talk some more about that. Uh, and I want to talk to you just a little bit about um, what it is that we can ex- begin to experience when we, um, when we actually do allow ourselves to be with that wave. But before we go there, I want you to tell us a little bit about how you came to this place in your life where you uh, got your own deepest level of acceptance? Well, I'll tell you the, the short version of, this, of, <laughs> of the story. Um, it's, a, it's a long story, but I mean, to, to cut a long story short, as they say, um, I, my, my path was, was depression and suffering. You know, really, I, I, I was an expert at suffering. You know, I mean, even as a, a very young child, I, I, I really knew how to suffer. I wasn't very good at anything else. But um, I can make myself suffer over everything. I mean, I really, I, I tortured myself, you know, with, with thinking, couldn't stop thinking all the time, couldn't stop uh, just telling really negative stories about myself. I was, I was terrified of life, terrified of the world. I just, you know, I was so intensely shy and private and, and really just, just shut off from life, I think. Um, and it got, it got worse and worse, really. I'm, I'm, I was a miserable teenager and, and uh, in my early 20s I, I had some kind of breakdown I mean I it got to the point I didn't even want to get out of bed anymore you know life life just um, was too heavy it was too much mm-hmm. it just got to the point where li- life was just too much and I, I couldn't face life and uh, I mean uh, I, I, re- I reached rock bottom you know as, as, as a lot of people do mm-hmm. you know I, I've spoken to a lot of people who have reached that point in different ways you know, and maybe not quite as dramatically. I mean, I, th- I think we all, you know, we all suffer. You know, as, as human beings, we all we all suffer. Um, and I mean, I, I look I look back now, and I, I you know, I'm, in a way, I'm so grateful for what I went through. I mean, at, at the time, I wasn't, of course. But, um, you know, in hindsight, I'm so grateful because what it did, you know, I, I hit rock bottom, and, I, and it really reached the point. It was it was for me, it was either. In a way, it was either kill myself or, or change. I mean, there, there was no there was no way out. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was either kill myself or radically change, or at least um, begin to take a look at myself. You know, and and, and uh, it was really when I reached rock bottom that that's when I became, I think, a, a spiritual seeker. I started asking these questions. I mean, it, it was again, it was it was either kill myself or ask these questions, right. like who who am I actually? Who who the hell am I? And what is life, and, and what's the point of anything? I mean, these were really um, these these were questions I'd, I'd never truly asked before. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I was pre- I was quite well educated. You know, I, I was trained as a scientist, and, but I had never 
I never asked these these fundamental questions. You know, who am I? I just didn't. I didn't know who I was. Am, am I this this limited Jeff character? This miserable Jeff character? Is that who I really am? You know, I, I um, what's life all about? Is it about going out there and becoming a success and making lots of money, or is is that what it's about? And so I, I became. Sorry, this is turning into the um, the uh, medium length version. <laughs> okay, that's all right. We're getting to hear it. I like it. Thanks. It's hard. It's hard to do a very. It's hard to do a very short version. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I mean, but, but basically, what happened is, you know, I uh, hit rock bottom. Started asking these questions. I became what I would call a spiritual seeker. You know, I started meditating. I started reading every book I could get my hands on. I, um, I, I soon came across this idea of enlightenment awakening and i thought great that's well that's the answer to my problems you know i thought great i'm going to become enlightened i'm going to do that i'm going to become awakened so i tried very very hard for a year a couple of years to become awake and become enlightened um and i started to realize actually that that was just another it was something else i was striving for mm-hmm. you know in, in a way i had given up on kind of the the material world you know becoming a success becoming famous becoming this becoming that so now i i had I was doing the same thing, really, with with the spiritual world. I had turned I had turned enlightenment into a goal, something that I was going to get in the future, and I was striving for. It. And I, I, I was, um, you know, I was desperate. And, and I think at some point I just became exhausted with that as well. I became totally exhausted with always striving for this future goal. You know, whether whether it was success or, or popularity or love or enlightenment, I, 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 I was always looking, 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 looking. And um, so I, I, that, I became exhausted with that as well. So I, I reached kind of the second rock bottom of my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the double rock bottom. Yeah. The, the, the material failure then became the spiritual failure. You know, I, I'll never become awakened. I'll never become enlightened. So it was kind of in, in the midst of that, in the midst of that, I um, something really clicked. You know, and I, I mean, I, I won't go into it, but what, what basically I realized was. Um, my whole life, in just so many different ways, I've been running away from my present experience. Mm-hmm. It was so it became so 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 clear and obvious to me that 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 had been my problem my whole life. I've been running away from life. You know, I've been running away from life, and that, that's really when my whole life changed. And I realized that life for me it wasn't about Jeff becoming this great Jeff or this perfect Jeff or the enlightened Jeff or the it wasn't really. It was about realizing that on a deeper level, that who I am isn't Jeff at all. That the successful Jeff or the failed Jeff, rich Jeff, poor Jeff, you know, the the, the expert Jeff or the the ignorant Jeff or the the enlightened Jeff or the unenlightened Jeff. It was coming to realize on a deeper level this who I really am is this this vast consciousness, you know, and and that so that really changed my life. And um, so then for me, life was no longer about striving to become something in the future it, it, the whole thing turned around and now life was all about being present and meeting whatever waves came up in me you know yeah. uh, thoughts sensations realizing that these weren't enemies this i mean that's the profound realization that i had was actually if i if what i am is the ocean then all of these thoughts sensations feelings these are not my enemies these are my children Absolutely. These are made of myself. These are not alien invaders, thoughts, sensations, feelings. They're not alien invaders come to ruin my space. They have a rightful place in me, all of them. Not just the nice ones, not just the joy and the 
and the bliss, but realizing also, and this was a very um, surprising realization actually, because it went against everything I'd been taught. Even waves of sadness had a home in me. Even waves of fear were allowed to come and go in me. Even waves of doubt, waves of boredom. You know, it's all the stuff my whole life I thought you weren't supposed to experience. You know, and if you're experiencing this, then it means you failed. Yeah. Or it means you're unenlightened, or it means that you're not normal. Mm-hmm. I realized that all of that was, it, that, that had been a dream. It had all been a dream, and actually, these, all these waves, this is, this is where I talk about it these days, you know, the, these waves are my children. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're, they're, they're deserving of love. Yes, and thank you so much for telling the medium version because I think that <laughs> there's so many people out there who are right where you were before you had your second your second sort of breakdown, bottom, whatever you call it. That, second, that, yeah. Second bottom, yeah. Second bottom. Because, because, you know, we, unfortunately, we're, we're all as a collective trying to figure this thing out. And some of, some of our endeavors to figure it out have led us astray. And, uh, we, you know, they are, they are wonderful efforts and we have wonderful teachers out there and, and, and yet we're still trying to figure this thing out. And, uh, some, some of the teaching we have received back 20 years ago had to do with, um, well, you need to think good thoughts and then good things will happen and you need mm-hmm. to change your mind and your, your mind will make good things happen. And there's now a lot of, a lot of people like yourself. Um, I heard Carolyn Mice say the other day that, um, that the mind never heals anyone. And uh, I really think that's a, a very yeah. valuable statement because it's the mind that is the interpreter. And what the mind is interpreting uh, is, is said so well in your book. I want to read a little quote from your book. It's uh, We're talking about wave management. And you say, from the perspective of the ocean, nothing is a problem in the deepest sense. Pain, anger, fear, frustration, they come and go in the ocean, and they are not, in the deepest sense, problems. But as human beings, not recognizing who we really are, we make them into problems. We say, this wave does not belong in the ocean. It threatens the ocean. It threatens what I am. In some way, it is blocking the completeness of the ocean. And if I could just get rid of it, the completeness will be there again. What we're essentially doing is not allowing a wave to be in the ocean. And that is so beautifully said, a great metaphor, because I really think that 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 is not that's where we stop running from life stop trying to get something else to happen and just cease striving to know who we really are mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean that's um that's so true the, the that's really what we're taught to do you know from from very early age we're we're taught um, about the waves of life, and you know, some waves are good, some waves are bad. Some waves are maybe if you had if you had a religious background, you know, some waves are, are, are godly and and holy and pure, and some waves are sinful and evil, and and the devil put them there. You know, the the, the light waves and the dark waves, and you know, for the whole of human history, we've 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 been taught that there's some kind of war going on. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that reality is somehow at war with itself. You know, there's the light and the dark, and we have to fight the darkness and reach the light. Spirituality throughout the ages, you know, that that's been the in, in a lot in all the religious teachings, you'll you'll find this, you know, and and you know the the it's light versus dark, and you need to be on the side of light, and you need to defeat the darkness. And but what the effect of this? What happens is we end up splitting ourselves in two. Mm-hmm. You know, we we end up feeling at, at war. It's, it's internal war. It's it's me versus the bad waves. Exactly. You know, I, I, it's me versus pain. Me versus fear. Me versus. So, uh, 
it's like so then the disillusion um, begins the illusion of, of, of a, a me separate from everything else a me separate from life so the invitation is to actually come to realize that you there's no me separate from life you are life you are this ocean and, and therefore you know every, every wave every thought every sensation every feeling has a home in you including you know fear including pain including sadness you know that what you are is um, already already providing the space for all of these waves mm-hmm. already providing the space and, you, and, you, and you're right you know we've we've been taught for so many years that you know you have to go out there and you have to go out and become a success and think positive thoughts and get what you want and then your life will be complete right you know that that's the promise that that's the promise the world has made us and yeah. so many people I meet these days you know they're becoming so disillusioned with that whole message because it it hasn't worked for them maybe it works for some people I don't know but it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked for them because they went out and they did that and they thought positively and they manifested and they got what they wanted, and they got the money and they got the new car and they got the the experience they wanted and it satisfied them for a bit, but it didn't give them what they truly longed for. Yeah. You know, they they they, they got the money and it satisfied for a bit. And then they they want more money. You know, you 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 get the new car that you've been waiting for for ages and it satisfies for a bit. And you want a better car, faster car. Like, when does it end? You know, yeah. this, this is what I call the, the seeking mechanism. Where does it Where does it end? Where does it end? You know, it's almost like the mind, what we call the mind, you know, it's, it's, it's an, a seeker. You know, it's always looking for something and, it, and it's never, ever satisfied. So, but this is, that's very bad news. If who you really are is the mind, that's very bad news. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you. Yeah. And Very if, well said. If, if if who you really are is not the mind, if if who you really are as the ocean, you know, is allows thoughts to come and go, but is not defined by the thoughts. As the ocean, you allow waves to come and go, but you're not defined by them. Exactly. So if who you who you this is really the message that I share. You know, who you really are is not this seeker, this this ever dissatisfied seeker who always wants more and who's never quite satisfied. And who you are is not the mind. You know, so so that's why all the 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 objects, the possessions, the, all the money—that's it, it does. It's not supposed to satisfy. It's not supposed to satisfy, and and that's beautiful because, you know, it, like it, it, from my own experience, it was actually in the midst of that dissatisfaction. It was in the midst of um, the, the the disillusionment. You know, all, with all the promises of the world, and and all you know, the, the money would make me happy, or the success, or the fame, or even the enlightenment. You know all the the spiritual um, promises. And I, I think I, I always get very excited when I meet someone who's um, at the point of just total disillusionment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a, it can be a very juicy, creative time. You know, if, if we're able to really honor that disillusionment and stay with it, and actually realize, yeah, that the world isn't supposed to satisfy you. It's it, it's it's a beautiful adventure, mm-hmm. but it's not supposed to. All the objects, the substances, the, the, even the people in the world—they're not supposed to complete you, you know, because what what you are is already complete. That the I think the whole thing is somehow this very intelligent um, invitation. The whole of life is a very intelligent invitation. Yes, it is to to come to remember who you really are, and and life will somehow you know you'll it will dissatisfy you, and it will annoy you, and it will frustrate you, and you'll suffer, and you'll suffer, and you'll suffer until you you really get this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that's true. 
it's, it's almost perfectly designed for that. Absolutely it is. I don't think that's so beautiful. And I, I so agree with you. I mean, I, ha- I have clients all the time uh, who, who come to see me and say, well, you know, I'm just completely, I'm just, I just realized that there's just really nothing I can do about that. And I go, good. And they go, why are you saying that's good? That's not good. And I'm like, yes, it is. Because now you're about to discover what really can be done with that. Yep. And that's, yep. you know, not about that, but with that. So, yeah, we're, we're, we have been taught just the opposite of the truth. It, the truth is that we are, we are fully grace. We are fully alive. We are fully divine. We are fully complete. And all we have to do is be with that recognition. And, uh, it, everything changes. The, everything changes when we when we do that, and that's kind of what you said that you had that moment where everything just began to shift in your consciousness, and that is the true awakening. And unfortunately, we 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 tend to want to think it's only going to happen when we meditate enough, or we think the right thoughts enough, or whatever. But actually, it happens through our suffering. And uh, that's exactly what we just described. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes and talk some more with Jeff about his beautiful book, The Deepest Acceptance, Radical Awakening in Ordinary Life. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you feeling out of control? Are bad relationships, anger, depression, and lifestyle overwhelming you? You can choose to release the belief systems that have kept women stuck for years. Tune in to The Power of an Unstoppable Woman with Dr. Rose Backman as your host. Break free from the genetic beliefs that can cause sabotage. It's time to stand up for who you are and what you believe in no matter what. Listen every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 2012 is not to be viewed as a year of doom and gloom. It's merely the beginning of the rest of your life. Our planet is getting ready for this macro shift, and to be fully prepared, you need to make some changes to restore the balance in life. Tune in to Create Your Best Life Ever. What else is possible? With your host, Allison J.K. Every program has a unique roster of guests, healings, and your contributions to help you master this shift through holistic living. Be sure to listen every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is also sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences 
uh, a particular course that they're teaching right now, a six weeks course that you might find very interesting. It's called Death Makes Life Possible, Mapping Worldview of the Afterlife. And it's based on amazing interviews gathered over 10 years for a research project, upcoming book, and documentary film. Everyone has experienced the loss of a loved one, family member, friend, or pet. It's a part of living. But how does understanding death inform us of how we can live? Anthropologist, author, and educated Marilyn Schlitz, Ph.D., guides participants through a six-weeks transformational learning program that provides practical tools to work with grief, examines cultural practices and beliefs, as well as explores the scientific evidence for the continuation of consciousness after bodily death. Understanding our fears can help us overcome them. You can take this course over the phone, on the Internet, or in your pajamas. Continue education credits are available for healthcare providers, and they have a special breakout session specifically to address the concern of end-of-life caregivers. So go to www.noetic.org slash education and learn about the telecourse. And the telecourse is abbreviated as DMLP, Death Makes Life Possible, so you can learn more about it there. And we're talking today to Jeff Foster, the author of Deepest Acceptance, Acceptance, Radical Awakening in an Ordinary Life. And what Jeff has talked to us about previously is his own journey, as well as uh, some of the con- concepts, and I, I don't even like to use the word concepts, but uh, for lack of a better word, concepts that uh, were initiated from his awakening uh, that have to do with really accepting life as life is and uh and that being more closely aligned to alignment, I mean, enlightenment than what we've previously thought. So um, when it comes to running away, we've talked about how we tend to run away from our feelings. Let's talk about what a person might begin to experience when they sit with their feelings and allow the wave to just be a part of the ocean. Well, that's, that's the great question, isn't it? And I think that's, that's the adventure. You know, and I, I, I couldn't sit here and tell anyone exactly, you know, what they're going to experience if, if for a moment they just stop running away. I mean, that, that's anyway. You have to find out for yourself. Okay, there it you is. Know, and and um, I mean, the, the way I say it sometimes, it's it's like you, if you put it this way, if if you run away, if you run away from a wave, if you run away from your pain, run away from your grief, run away from your sadness, you'll never know. You'll never know what it really contained. You know, you, you, there might have been gold. You know, there might have been gold contained within that, and you'll never know. Uh-huh. If you run away from it, if you push it away, if you try to numb yourself to it, escape it, deny it, you know, you'll you'll never know. There might have been gold. There there, there might have been um, something very precious, but. If we run away from it, how, how are we ever going to know? You know, the, uh, I was saying before. Sometimes I talk about um, with the, the children. You know, as as the ocean of consciousness, uh, all of these waves are like your children. And you, I mean, as consciousness, you have many many children. Every thought, every sensation, every feeling. Um, in a sense, they're all your children. They're all made of you. They they they're your flesh and blood. You know, so turning away when you really start to realize this, when you really start to re- remember who you really are, you start to realize something very beautiful. Actually, that um, fear—you know, for example, however intense it is, however intense that wave is—it's it's only a frightened child. You know, a wave of anger, a wave of sadness, a wave of doubt. The, these are your children. Maybe the, the children that you know you. 
you've been taught they're not your children, or you or you you'd like you 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 know you you you'd rather that they weren't your children, or maybe these are children you haven't met in a long time. But as consciousness, in a sense, they're they're all your children, and they're all deserving of you know your kind attention and and love and and. They're not particularly demanding children, actually. All they all they ask is for a moment. All they ask is for a moment. It can, that's really the message of these children, these waves. You know, can you be with me, just for a moment? That's that's all I ask. You know, the, these are these are like um, they're frightened, lost, lonely children. You know, the, for example, a, a you know a, a wave of um, fear. This 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 poor child, you know, it's been wandering around the earth for billions of years. No, no one wants to touch it. No, no one wants. No, no one's going to let that child. Who, who's letting that child in into their home? No one, because that's what we're taught. Shouldn't feel it. Shouldn't feel it. Shouldn't feel it. So this this poor this poor child, this poor wave. Just to mix metaphors. Sorry, this that's good. <laughs> poor child wave. I like mixing metaphors. These these poor this poor little child wave turns up at your door your doorstep. You know. Cold and frightened and lonely and hungry and you know disguised as a wave of fear or a wave of doubt or a wave of sadness or a wave of pain, but they they're on your doorstep, you know the doorstep of the present moment. Uh, and what are you going to do? Are you going to turn away from? Are you going to turn away from your own child? Because really, that's what that's what we're doing as human beings. This is the the illusion that we've fallen into. You know the the, the we've forgotten. We, we've forgotten this, this, this love, actually. This love right at the heart of experience. There's, love is kind of, love is built in somehow. It's love that we forget. You know, and, and then we, and then we learn about love. You know, we, 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 it's like the mind, the mind can't comprehend how huge this, this love is that we're talking about. Because really we're talking about love. I mean, that, that's another word for what we're really talking about. I, I call it acceptance, or I could equally call it love. You know, it's, it's the love of the ocean for all of its children. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the ocean says, you know, all of you, all of you are my children, not just the nice ones, not just the pretty ones, not just the talented ones. All of you, not, not just bliss and joy and excitement, but boredom and fear and pain and sadness. You, you are also my children. Right. You know, that, and again, this is what we've forgotten. Yes, and that that is a great analogy because on the flip side of that, we've been taught as parents that uh, we should raise our children to never embarrass us. <laughs> to, yeah. You know, to to uh, to grow up to be like we want them to be and look like what we want them to look like and act like what we want them to act like, and and not only will they not embarrass, but they won't break our hearts. And our children do break our hearts, and if we're attached to how they look at as a part of how we look, then we're probably going to be embarrassed by that too. So, uh, yes, that's a great analogy because we have to change our thinking about children in general. I have literally asked people that question, well, now if this was your child that was feeling this way, what mm-hmm. would you want to do? And some people literally say, I would want that child to learn its lesson and stop doing that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of, uh, well, of course I would welcome that child, you know. Uh, so we, we've got some fair, faulty ideas about parenting that, that need to change in there too. But yeah, we, we, whether we like it or not, they are our children. That's true. And, and in, a, in a way, you know, who we are as, as the ocean of consciousness, in a way, it's kind of like the, you know, the ultimate parent, the ultimate loving, embracing parent. You know, like the, the ocean, 
the ocean doesn't say, look, I, I love these waves, but not these waves. The, the ocean doesn't say, I accept these waves, but I don't accept these waves. The, the ocean, in a sense, the ocean has no choice the, because the ocean is all, it is all of the waves. The, the ocean doesn't accept some waves and not accept others. The ocean is is inseparable from all of its waves. Yeah. It's it's all waves are all that. I mean, that's the kind of love. That's that's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. But that that's how we're actually built. If we really take a deep look at how we're in a way how we're actually built, we're 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 built as this vast, open, spacious awareness in which. Thoughts come and go, sensations come and go, feelings come and go. I mean, that, that's everyone's experience. If, I mean, if we're if we're brutally honest about our own experience, mm-hmm. you know, it all changes. You know, thoughts come and go, sensations come and go, feelings come and go. So, who I am on the deepest level, you know, it, it isn't defined by thoughts or sensations or feelings. They're, they're all embraced. They're all allowed to come and go. They're, they're allowed to. They, they're, they're born and they die within me. In a way. And in that same sense, a thought or a feeling has no more power than that wave. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it doesn't have to overcome our lives and say, or define oh. our lives, or say, "Oh my gosh, I'm a bad person because I had that thought." No, exactly. We're, you know, where waves of waves of joy and waves of sadness can appear and disappear in the ocean that we are. It doesn't mean I'm a I'm a, a happy person or a sad person. I think we're always trying to define ourselves. Am I this person or that person, exactly. good person, bad person? But actually, in a way, you're all of it. Mm-hmm. You're all of it. Am I su- success, failure? Su- you know, which one am I? Well, as the ocean, that question disappears because you, you're all of it. There can be joy and pain. There can be a wave of joy, as you said before, actually. There can be a wave of joy and a wave of sadness or a wave of relief, actually, in the same experience. And there's, there's no contradiction. But the, the mind is always trying to work out, well, am I, am I this or am I that or am I that or am I that? It's, we're always trying to define ourselves. But when we sink back into the ocean of who we are, actually, no definition is needed because we're, you know, you can't define the... the vastness of who we are. You can't define the vast. You can't define space. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that, you know, when, when, what can we expect when we, I asked the question deliberately that way, that what can we expect if we surrender to the moment? And you said, I don't know. (laughs) That's great. That's that's surrender, you know, because we, we real surrender means, means the the loss of the expectation as well. Exactly. And in in a way that has to be surrendered as well. Even the expectation, we, we, what we're doing, we're, we're just plunging into the mystery of it mm-hmm. we're plunging into the into the that juicy creative place where we really don't know what's going to come out of it but i, I think the mind is terrified of that because it wants to know what am i going to get from this you know but that's the old way what am i going to get from this we we really don't know but that's i think that's the real joy of life it's just to plunge headfirst into it without knowing what it's going to give you or you know you what you might even lose but that's somehow secondary it's like uh, live, you know, be be a lot, plunge into this this wonderful, messy, beautiful, crazy ocean of life, you know, without the expectation. We we don't you don't know what it's going to take you. But just in my own experience, whenever I have just been able to stop and stay with fear, stay with grief, stay with pain, with even without the expectation, it will go away. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I mean, that's where. Well, let's just say that's where interesting things happen. Yeah, and, that's and where interesting absolutely, things happen. <laughs> it is possible to experience uh, go go sort of with that pain or that fear or that whatever, and 
and and not only does it go away, but you learn something new. And I, I like to think of the wave as carrying something into shore, you know, so that we're we're actually getting something into consciousness experience that we would not have experienced or gotten any other way. It's true, and you know, you you dive into a wave and from from a distance, the wave looks solid, mm. you know, and you dive into it. Oh, this is just the ocean. Oh, it wasn't really this separate nasty thing called fear. It wasn't really this separate solid thing called called pain or or, or sadness. It was it was it was vast actually in its nature. Yeah. But we'll we'll never know from running away from it. We'll put it this way: we'll we'll never know. Yep. From yep. Running away. That's beautifully said because that is the truth. We we can only experience life by experiencing life. That's true. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're not going to experience it by not experiencing it. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if someone has just tuned in right now, and that's the first thing they heard, I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for being on the thank show you. today, and I re- thank you so much for boldly writing this wonderful book. I, I think it's really a wonderful book, and I really encourage our readers to go out and get it: The Deepest Acceptance, Radical Awakening in Ordinary Life. And next week, we're going to be talking about finding your own inner wings and what that means. So you want to stay tuned and be here for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week. 